Chapter 13, Kickin' It, Hedwick. Frame streaming live from KCSB Studios, high atop Stork Tower at UCSB, it's time for Kickin' It with Beth and Bob. In science news today, Beth, we have a good guest. I know you'll find him interesting. Hedwick Omena something is a local scientist here at UCSB and is the inventor of mood hair. Oh, I've heard about this, Bob, and I'd love to try it. I didn't know they had a haberdashery department at the university. Well, let's bring him on. Uh, Dr. Hedwig Omana Chin, is it? Welcome to the show. Into the small studio walks a six-foot-tall, broad-shouldered redhead, his freckled skin sunburned, his walk confident. Thank you, Bob. Bath, says Hedwig. Have I got that right, Professor? Omanachin? Omanakin? Actually, Bob, I've recently anglicized my name so people can pronounce it, and it's now Monaghan, but you can just call me Hedwick. Thanks, Professor Hedwick. Just Hedwick. So, Hedwick, it says here that you're a poly, um, polywog? That can't be right. They probably mean polymath, Bob. Are you looking at the Wikipedia entry on me? Well, we have a skilled team of investigative journalists, does it mention I went to Riverdale High? I was actually going to ask you about that. Was there a class there at Riverdale that taught polymathing? Were there many polymaths at the school? Hedrick grimaces a bit. Here's the deal, Bob. Riverdale High was a fictional high school in Archie Comics. For some reason, they wrote a character with my oh-so-common name into a couple of episodes. He was a visiting professor but couldn't make much headway with Jughead. Some worthy put it into my Wikipedia bio. I never bothered to have them take it out, so yes, it appears that your deep research team read my Wikipedia page. Well, it's just one of many resources, of source. So, not a lot of polymaths there, then. Anyway, Hedwig, what is a polymath? A polymath is a person who knows a lot about a lot of stuff in a lot of different fields. They call me that on Wikipedia, at least. And now at UCSB as well, apparently. You seem like a pretty smart guy to me, Hedwick. Thanks, Bob. And I like your newscast just fine. Just my job, Hedwick. So, as Beth mentioned, I wasn't aware that UCSB had a beautician school or that the beautician's college had an invention foundry. We don't, Bob. But I must say, foundry is a good word. I may just rename my little lab Hedy's Foundry. Thanks for that. But as for the apparently deep field of cofurology, while the student center does have a barber, the university does not have a beauty school. Beth says, but we're so interested in the mood here, Hedwick, aren't we, Bob? Where did it come from, if not from UCSB, Hedwick, and how can we try it? I invented it on my own. I have a small lab in my very recently named Hedy's Foundry. It's in the back of my house in Isla Vista. There wasn't that much to the invention, actually. Basically, I mixed a few chemicals that react to environmental conditions to change color, loosen or tighten disulfide bonds, and add keratin. This is all in a hair conditioner base, so it's healthy for your hair. The different formula produce different results. My contract SO, Samantha, loves the one that starts with a deep red color. It has a lot of keratin in it, so under the right conditions, it's kind of crunchy and produces sparks. I imagine that you produce a lot of sparks too, Professor. 
I wonder if you might instruct me on the use of this major advance in beauty science one day. I'm available Tuesday before broadcast time. Can I give you my number? Well, there are instructions on the bottle, Beth. Beth, I think the professor is taken. A girl can try, Bob. So, besides the beauty school, says Bob, what else do you do, Hedrick? Hedrick sighs. I'm a chemical engineer, mostly retired from teaching. Most of my formal research has been nanotechnology-based, oriented toward molecular manufacturing, actually, and I also have a minor degree in neuroscience. I spend a lot of time at the university's Neuroscience Research Institute, and not a little with the California Nanosystems Institute, also on campus. There's some collaboration with the big heads in artificial intelligence over at the Center for Responsible Machine Learning, all right here at UCSB. Beth goggles. Wow, sounds like you really are a polywog, Hedwig. Um, thanks. And I collaborate with Sam, my partner in more ways than one, in the biology department. She's working on the actual physical interface between the organic and the electronic. I try to manufacture the artificial dendrites and neurons she thinks up. Honestly, it's a real pleasure to collaborate with those folks who are perfecting the programming of neural lace, neural dust, and other BCIs. So, says Bob, neural lace, impressive. I gather we're not talking about haberdashery, eh, Hedwick? No, Bob. Neural lace is an incredibly thin mesh, a brain-computer interface, a BCI, that is inserted into the brain and lays atop the cerebral cortex, at least insofar as its current design. This allows computer input directly into and monitoring directly from the brain. Neural dust is also a BCI. Neural dust is a bunch of really tiny devices, basically small wireless RFIDs, set into the brain just below the surface that can also be stimulated for wireless communication by ultrasound. One of the advantages is that they don't need a battery, so they don't heat up the brain as much as if they had self-contained power. Our research is a hybrid of the two. Wow, sounds super complicated, says Bob. A lot of big words and, and not a few acronyms. What's it do? It can assist people who have lost brain function regain that brain function. It can help people move who were previously paralyzed. And it can provide a direct interface between the human brain and artificial intelligence. We're making remarkable and exciting progress these days. Why hook up an, an, with an artificial intelligence, Hedwick? Will people who believe in an organic diet be put off by an inorganic intelligence? What about vegetarians? First of all, Bob, we don't really think much of the idea of a vegetative intelligence. Although, come to think of it, Samantha might disagree with me here a little, working as she does with non-animal problem solvers. But AI has been making advances in leaps and bounds in recent years, Bob. At some point soon, it may become self-aware. AI's capabilities could eclipse humanities and could leave us behind as a dominant species, do all the jobs, leave us as useless humans without anything to do. Well, I'm not worried about my job. I doubt any AI or neural lint could replace Beth here, or myself. Hedrick grimaces again. Dust, Bob. Neural dust. Beth says, thank you, Bob. I wouldn't want to see you get replaced by neural dust bunnies either. Not right away, anyways. Grimacing one more time, Hedrick offers, just dust. No bunnies. 
Thank you, Beth, says Bob. So, Hedwig, what's the big deal then? You might be surprised, Bob, but here's the thing. We may be able to partner with AI. I mean, we already kind of do through our M things, another invention of mine, by the way, one tabs and so forth. But those devices are separate from us. What we're working on should soon be able to provide a wireless, instantaneous link to a partner AI, expanding our mental capabilities hundredfolds, thousandfolds. Then, rather than becoming obsolete, humanity can develop in leaps and bounds right alongside AI. So we'd become cyborgs, Hedwig? Practically aliens in our own homes? Not much different than we are now. It's just a matter of degree. Of which you have several, haha. <laughs> Uh-huh. So what's your next invention, Hedwig? You mean, besides the uplift of humanity, Bob? Are you being entirely serious with us here, Hedwig? Yes, yeah, something really useful in everyday life, like the mood hair thing. Hedwig sighs. Well, I do have a spice product that takes care of those times when you overdo it with too much salt in the recipe. A desalter, if you will. Yes, Hedwig, important research like that. Well, listen, Bob, the alarm on my chronotat is telling me I have to go feed my girlfriend's chihuahua, so maybe we can chat again about other momentous research. The camera turns to view Hedwig's back as he walks out the door. Well, says Beth, that was kind of abrupt, and he didn't even take my number. How is he going to call me? Yes, Beth, and speaking of calls, here's a word from our sponsor, the International Referee School. Yes, Bob. Nobody likes to have their word audited. Don't get your call canceled by an instant replay. Call the IRS today.